Hey, Black House on the Corner podcast episode. I'm not sure which one. Maybe 20. Pretty sure it's 20. But it's 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Um, today, it's just me. I'm just going to go solo for a minute. I'm going to throw some words out on the 4th of July and how grateful I am. Grateful I am for uh, where I am today. I just got done with the workout. I did half of a Murph. Uh, if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what the workout Murph is, look it up. I did half of it. Fourth um, of July means a lot to a lot of people, and so I'm taking some time after my workout. I'm sitting here sweating still with the headphones on. I'm going to have to sanitize the whole room because I'm a sweaty mess, but I wanted to throw this podcast down real quick and uh, kind of express some of my thoughts on the day. Fourth of July means a lot. The Fourth of July has always been a fun day for me in my childhood. It reminds me of fishing and camping and riding four-wheelers and burning my hands with sparklers and uh, breaking machines that I didn't know how to ride or, uh, you know, gutting fish and getting fishing lines all tangled up and trying to fix them and frustrating other people and uh, campfires and roasting marshmallows and wrapping fish and bacon and salt and pepper and putting it on the fire and hating every bite of it but still eating it because you, you caught the fish and <clears throat> getting dirty and just all those things. But I had a topic that I wanted to talk about and I've kind of kind of tied into the 4th of July. Um, I've had this topic on my mind for a little while and I've wanted to kind of touch on it because I think it's important and it kind of applies to my life and my career and the successes that I've had. And, um, And understanding that those successes are not not just by my own doing and my own accolades and my own effort. There's a lot more to it. There's a lot more people involved in it. It's not just me. My success does not define me. It defines a lot of people who came before me, a lot of people who taught me before me. Um, there's a quote. I don't know what it is. I'll have to look it up. I'm not prepared for this one. I'm just doing this on the fly. But um, There's a quote that talks about standing on the shoulders of giants and... If you correlate that with the 4th of July, founding fathers were absolute giants. You know, they were brave, courageous. They were highly intelligent, uh, treasonous, which at times is necessary. Uh, they were visionaries, progressive for their time because they were going against a, a patriarchy and building a democracy. Um, they were guided by divine intervention, whatever divine intervention you believe in, um, they're absolutely inspired by a power higher than theirs. Uh, and all of us as Americans with the freedoms that we have, we stand on their shoulders because they were giants and they're continued to be giants along the way. Um, in that arena, there are also some not so great people, but uh, for the most part, there were a lot of progressive leaders of this country that were, that were giants, uh, very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, highly capable of creating change and, and inspiring new, new work or new advances in technology and, and new progressive ideas that have absolutely compounded and 
affected the change in this country. Um, some of the, the, the giants shoulders upon which I stand are a lot of role models. A lot of the, you know, there've been a lot of role models in my life. Um, I think one of the biggest, now I would not say this person was a giant at all, but a role model in my life was actually my dad. Um, I stand on his shoulders in a way, uh, where I know that I'm not going to be like him. So he was a role model for me, just not in the way we usually look at it. Like he was a role model for me that I don't want to be like him. He's a role model for me of somebody that I never want to be. And I broke the mold because his father did the same thing to, to him that he did to me. Uh, and I, I broke that mold and that's my, that has been my goal my whole life is to break the mold that my dad uh, kind of created for me. And I broke out of that and started my own way with my kids. Um, when you talk about growing up and, and being involved in sports and, and things like that, coaches, coaches were definitely very, uh, prominent giants in my life, uh, mostly football coaches, but I, I wrestled a little bit too and played basketball and, and baseball, but uh, they taught me grit. You know, I can think of a couple coaches that were very gritty, very, um, old school bark at you with just their eyes and they didn't have to say a word and you knew that you'd done fucked up and, and you need to fix your shit. Um, they taught me teamwork. They taught me that. And I work with teams I have throughout my whole career. Um, teamwork is, is vitally important. And I, I excel in teams. I excel in that team atmosphere. And I learned that because of the coaches that I had, um, Coaches taught me love for the game, love for the competition, love for uh, your your buddy next to you. I remember one day we were in practice playing football in Henderson, Nevada, and it's 115 degrees outside, and we're doing two-a-days, and there's this lineman that's in a three-point stance, and we're doing these drills, and I'm off the line just a little bit as a, like a wide receiver or something, and he's dehydrated as hell. He's got his hand, his right hand down on the ground, and he's, He's uh, leaned over his hand in a three-point stance, and all of a sudden he just yaks all over his hand, throws up all over it. And the kid, you could see his body kind of contorting a little bit, like his back rolled up a little bit, and his head dipped down a little bit. That 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 puke went right onto his right hand. He didn't move. He didn't get out of his three-point stance. He didn't drop to his knees. He just puked on his hand, looked up at the guy ahead of him, and the guy ahead of him was like, no way, dude, I'm not messing around with that shit a whistle blew and ball was snapped and that lineman blasted off the line and got his puke hand all over the other kid and didn't didn't budge at all didn't stop playing didn't care that he just threw up all over his hand he was excited to go put the puke on his buddy in front of him and i remember my coaches looking at that and be like that's a dude you want with you every day in the trenches that's the guy you want to have with you when you go to battle and he was that dude our, our entire time playing football, he was that guy that everybody wanted to have with him. Um, so that that's one memory I have that was uh, pretty great. And, the, you know, the love that he gave to us because he knew he wasn't going to quit. He knew that he wasn't going to stop. You know, that, that was a good example uh, for all of us. Um, another thing that my coaches taught me was loyalty. I feel like I'm a pretty loyal person. Uh, it takes a lot 
to get that loyalty, to gain that trust from me. Um, but once you have it, you're going to have it. <clears throat> and, and typical, you know, hard work, hard work is the thing that will outlast anybody. I don't care how much talent you have. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how fast you are. I don't care how smart you are. If I can outwork you, which I will do everything I can to outwork you, I will, I'm going to be better than you. I'm going to beat you because I'm going to outwork you. Um, <clears throat> so those, those are some of the things that my, my coaches have taught me. Uh, when you get into like my career, <clears throat> there's a lot of people who have influenced me in my life and have put me in the position where I'm at, where I'm at now. <clears throat> a lot of the success in my career is not been because just my efforts, like I said before, and uh, the accolades that I have were not because I did something special all by myself. And it was just by pure talent and inspiration that I had inside of me that I did what I did. And I've been where I've been and I've done the, had the assignments that I've had and I've been promoted the two times that I have. That was a, a lot to do with the motivation, inspiration example that was set before me by many other people who have taught me during my career. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't make SWAT the first time just because I'm amazing. I made SWAT the first time because there were other people who were uh, investing their time and their energy and to teach me and to guide me and to kind of put me on the right path to be able to be successful. Um, I didn't get my first detective job because I was the best investigator in the land. It was because there were people who worked with me and helped me work through a case from start to end who helped me understand the process of an investigation. There were people who took time to teach me and these guys weren't supervisors. These guys are just other officers or maybe detectives that saw potential in me and they wanted to help me be better. And and that's the, that's our goal, right? Like in our department, one of the policies that we have is that if you're a supervisor, you are to train mentor and give resources to the people that work for you. And in reality, and I've said this a lot of times to a lot of people, our goal is to find somebody better than you that will one day replace you. Um, that's the job of a supervisor because my time will be up someday and I will need to be replaced. And so that's, that's what, um, what we should be focusing on. You know, I, I got into a new detective position that was a little bit more high profile and it wasn't because I was working hard and I, I, had good cases. I did put in good effort. I did have hard work ethics and I did work well in a team, but it mostly was because I've had people along the way guide me and teach me, you know, there's somebody that I didn't get along with in my first detective unit at all, but that person taught me how to write warrants and that person taught me how to do an investigation. And even though that person and I don't get along, uh, I'm grateful for the time and effort that, that they put into that. Um, when I was on SWAT, I, I was able to, after my first year, I was able to try out for, for, to be a sniper. And that's, that's, uh, that's kind of a big deal on our SWAT team. And it was because people, again, by setting their example, I was able to stand on their shoulders and they lifted me up just by being themselves. Um, you know, I've, I've stood on the shoulders of some amazing team leaders on the team who have now retired. Some guys that 
I'm a lieutenant now, and there are guys on the team right now that are just officers, but I still stand on their shoulders. Uh, he's a big, tall, skinny dude and um, been on the team for 20 years, and he's a team leader. And you know, He calls me lieutenant, but I, I stand on his shoulders because of the example he set for me. Uh, he uh, probably doesn't know how much I appreciate and how much I look up to him as a leader and as such a good example for how to be a good police officer and a good person. Um, I get to the point where I'm testing for Sergeant and I, I get promoted to Sergeant. And there were so many people that a couple guys that are sergeants now and, uh, my direct supervisor right now, all sat down with me and helped me through that process. You know, some of my former supervisors helped me along the way of understanding what it is that I, I need to do to be a supervisor. Uh, dear friend of mine who passed away a few years ago, he, he was a supervisor in a different department, came over and was just a detective in one of my detective units. And his example of, and we had talks about, all right, this is what, what real sergeants do. And this is how a real sergeant should handle this. It's not, uh, not an easy job, but you can make it a very fun job. And that was one of the greatest examples that he ever set for me. Um, fortunately he died, um, after he retired. <clears throat> you know, I've had a lot of people throughout my career who have been great examples. My former, my, when I was a sergeant, we had a chief at the, the precinct that I was assigned to. And he helped me through the promotional process, uh, to become a lieutenant. And I'll always be grateful for that man. He's He's been one person who is absolutely a, a giant in our profession. He is well-respected by everyone. He has a level head on his shoulders. He has done so many things in his career. He has benefited. He has helped. He has been the... He, so many people have benefited from his guidance and his uh, way of looking at things. He's, you know a great man and and because of him and because of my work ethic and my hard work and my determination but also his influence I've I've been able to become who I am today I'm a lieutenant and I like to think that I'm fairly respected in my department and in outside agencies as well who who know me and and work with me um but all of those things all of these all these things that I've accomplished in my life, especially in my career and with my family is it's not because I I'm recreated the wheel in a different way. And I've done it all on my own. It's because I've had people help me and teach me, you know, my mom has taught me my entire life. My family members have helped guide me and, and teach me kindness and compassion at times. And, and, and all of the hard, hard learned life lessons. I am where I am today because I've had people to lean on and I've had shoulders to stand on and they're, you know, they don't get that credit very often, but I think it's important that we understand and we remember where we came from and what got us to the position we're in now and where our successes really root and I know a lot of that is because of the people that I've been around. It's not because 
maybe I've lucked into a few things or maybe I've, I've had things happen to me that were different than others. But for the most part, I have learned from the people along the way and they've helped lift me up and they've helped kind of propel me to where I am now. And hopefully I can be that for somebody else in the future, but I'm still finding giants along the way where I get to ride on their shoulders and learn from them. I get to lay that foundation of all of my building blocks that make me me. And there's, it's not personal characteristics that I have or innate abilities that I have. It's the building blocks that I have or building blocks of people and influence and example. Um, so on the 4th of July, we talk about America and, and how fucked up it is right now. Um, so proud to be an American, but this country's fucked up right now and we need it fixed. So we need to start thinking about those giants on whose shoulders we stand when those times were, when, when things were better, when, when there was less division and there was love and compassion and, you know, like September 12th, 2011 was probably, I'm sorry, 2001, not in 11. September 12th, 2001 was probably one of the most patriotic days that I can ever remember as a kid. Maybe the 13th as well, because there was a lot going on right then. But um, I wish we'd get back to that. I wish, you know, I don't want us to have to have a tragedy like that happen. I wish that it would just happen and we would all just realize you know, we're, we're Americans and together we're very strong and we remember that we stand on the shoulders of giants and that's why we're here. It's not because we're special. It's not because we're different or we're chosen ones. No, it's because we have people who have set the example for us and we need, we need to remember the lessons that they taught us and the examples that they've given us and, and understand that this country can be amazing. Um, anyway, that's 4th of July talk. I really, really liked 4th of July and I wanted to talk about the people who've kind of made me into who I am and I didn't want to drop any names, but lastly, I'll say that, you know, I, I stand on the shoulders of my wife because she is, um, an incredible person, a great example and wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be the dad I am. Wouldn't be the father or the husband that I am. I wouldn't be uh, the man that I am, if I didn't have her. So appreciate you, Jessica. Uh, she's not here, but she'll listen to it in a little bit. Um, super grateful for her and grateful for my family. And, and I think that <clears throat> trying to, trying to show kindness and compassion to people is, is something that we are slowly forgetting as, as a society. And, and we're always quick to judge others for their stupidity and their dumbass decisions. But in reality, it's, if it doesn't affect us, <clears throat> then let them be who they are and let them decide for themselves what they want to do as long as it doesn't affect my life or the lives of my kids and my family. So, um, happy 4th of July. Thanks for listening. This is Black House on the Corner podcast, 4th of July edition. Have a good one. Be safe with the fireworks. Da-na-na, 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 da-na-na.